This episode of Small State Big Takes is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on the NBA playoff actions with DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Download the app now and sign up with code SSBT. That's code SSBT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4077 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on the amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms with code SSBT. Oh, welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode 240. Stephen O. Scott is not with us tonight, but that is okay. We've got Josh and we've got Gilly. Um, Gentlemen, I think the three of us were here not too long ago, but uh, breaking news is that this should be a regular occurrence to at least have the three of us for the foreseeable future on a regular basis. Big take. I probably won't miss a show for literally the foreseeable future. So this is great. It's great news. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Josh, so a, normal, a normal day-to-day life schedule again. Oh, my goodness. Normal as a, a new father can be anyways. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, that's the about the only thing that bars me from being on the podcast, but it's it's not really going to stop me, I don't think. That's what we love to see. I, uh, yeah, I think I, I just, I was about to... Uh, not sure if I could commit to next week, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm taking a train from Rhode Island back to Philly. Your boy's going to New Orleans this weekend. Oh, nice. Oh. Little bachelor party. Don't nice. don't know how that happened, but here we go. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you and bachelor parties, man. It just never. Yeah, <laughs> there's, one, there's like three a year you got to go to. <laughs> he, he's he's saying he's going to New Orleans, but he's going to end up in Baton Rouge. Or something, you know? It's like, yeah. that's, that's how Gilly that's rolls true. at bachelor parties. Oh, that's, uh, you know what? Know. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> We're talking experience here. Um, yeah, that girl just got a promotion today. I just celebrated on LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. Gave it a little celebrate a thing reaction. (laughs) Happy for. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, dude, low key, she's yeah. We don't need to get into it, but uh, (laughs) she's she's pretty dope. She's uh, she's got a really good job. She makes a lot of money doing what she does, New York City now. So good for her. (laughs) Yeah, congrats. (laughs) Couldn't tell her you. Couldn't tell you her name or nothing. All I know is, oh, that chick. Yeah, you know what? it's you know what's weird though. I am like I'm like friends with her now. Like we're like we're we're like cool. Like it's not it's That's not like okay. a weird dynamic. I know, but like <laughs> like Jerry, yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. I'd compare that, it to that. That that's my big take. Is my uh, my Seinfeld kick is back and in full force. And that show, yeah. I mean, good <laughs> so lord, it is so fucking funny. What you mean is Ross and Rachel, right? Oh, oh no, Josh! Dude. Hey, uh, I have to. I have to be on the other side of the street here because Seinfeld is absolutely horrible. Oh, just so and the only counter to, to Seinfeld, it seems, with every single TV argument is Friends. So, and the Friends is the bomb. It's That's... like there are two people, two types of people out there. It's like it either people like love Seinfeld and it's like a top five show of all time, or they're like it's unwatchable. It's kind of same with Friends. Yeah, this is a friend's household. Yes, unfortunate. Rather Mm. unfortunate, if you ask me. I've not seen an episode. People ask you. Yeah, you've not seen. Watched it this morning. No, no, not in a while. Not a while. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it. There's nothing to watch. 
it was only because uh, <laughs> it just, it just I don't know. I dated a girl for a while. Just loved Friends. It's always on. Well, right um, there. You, I mean, yeah. Let's just say it didn't work out. Yeah, there's a reason that's past us. <laughs> I'm just gonna... I mean, I can leave them. The, the leave the leave button is right in front of me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It is a a pretty drastic fan base split difference there, though. Like you said, it's very one or the other. Yeah. But I think one thing both fan bases can agree on is that there is no friends without Seinfeld. Yeah, I I can agree to that for sure. It's kind of like the Universal and Disney argument. There's no success at Disney over success at Disney without Universal and there's no over, no over success at uh, Universal without Disney because they both visit the city right and people want to do different things and they push uh, they push each other to be better too right that's like right new exactly type of ride, new experiences yeah yeah, yep, somebody, so, yeah yeah that's it the only thing that Seinfeld really hasn't done as far as I know because I don't watch the show and don't follow the people is something like friends where it was like a like a big old reunion, like lately. You know what I mean? No, because Fr- Friends has done like a like HBO like special and got everybody together, and I don't think Seinfeld's done that, right? No, not know. in a traditional sense. I think they've been on Curb Your Enthusiasm at different times, maybe, but mm-hmm. not. And then I know, but not in like not Seinfeld, a true Seinfeld reunion. So no, but. Yeah, I mean Seinfeld. Oh, I just love Seinfeld. I'm I'm due for rewatching. But you know what? Speaking of like comedy shows, because I was just thinking like, when's the last time we had like a really good like sitcom like that? I was a hater for years, and I might have said this on the pod before, and I'm saying this in particular because I know Ollie loves the show. New Girl is very funny. I don't know why I resisted it as long as I did, but that's like that's a great show. Fantastic show. I have not watched New Girl yet, but. To rebuttal that, I'd say Shit's Creek is. Fantastic. Ooh, true. That show sucks. Uh, you know what? No, I was, you I was did not just that say that. <laughs> that show sucks. Oh, that one's no. bad. Stop I see. It, I dude. thought it was just knockoff Arrested Development, which I guess a lot of shows kind of are, of just like similar concept, like Rich Family turn gets broke. Um, but the lines are so good. Like they, I think that I, show stinks. But I'm like, in the severe minority oh, there for crap. sure. I could never live with you. That's fine. <laughs> I don't think that'll be an issue. I don't think it'll be an issue either. But, you know, if I'm desperate someday, you know, <laughs> you do have a house, Oliver. Yeah. I, not very big with not a lot of room, especially for uh, a guy of your stature. Mm. I don't think I can hide away a six foot can... four guy anywhere here. Come on. I, what is it? 4,000 can... square feet over there? What's going it's on? 400, more like it. <laughs> I can provide the groceries. It's all right. Oh, oh yeah, you don't like vegetables. Uh, Shit, that's not true. It's peppers and onions can can fuck off. Mm. Most yeah. people just enjoy peppers and onions, but you? Yeah, no, no, I don't want anything to do with those. They're nasty. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, in other news. Uh, before this gets a little bit too more additionally hostile, if that sentence made any sense, <laughs> it did in my head. Not sure if the words came out, but um, seems like your Boston Red Sox are going to be a good baseball team. How in are you? Because Josh, last time you were on with me, it might have been last week or the week before. No, I don't remember. The week before. It was the week before when you guys talked about Jeter Downs, right? We talked about... <laughs> yeah, we talked about everything. Connor Wong. We we talked about who yeah, we were officially buying into the Connor Wong hype, and I'm pretty sure that night he was like the, that Connor Wong day. Yeah. Yep. That, that was, was like awesome. right on the nail. Yeah. Fisting yeah. Casas, uh, I said that his average was horrible, but he gets on base a lot, so he's seeing the ball. And somehow he's gotten on baseball 18 straight games that he's played. Yeah. So that worked out. It is slowly but surely coming around for Tristan Costas, as we talked about. Like, just got to be patient there. I think all the advanced stuff looks good. The walk rate, the the chase rate, all the 
the mumbo jumbo nerdy analytics stuff looks good for him for where the other numbers will will come soon. And uh, yeah, Connor Wong is like good. Very. He's he's good, which is weird, but I'm here for it. I'm here for a, a Connor Wong development season. Speaking of guys that are good for really no reason, that's weird. How about Brent Rooker? It's popped off. Leads he's, the, he's legit. Leads the MLB in OPS, red savant page through and through. Uh, besides like whiff rate, but if you're if you have 12 bombs or whatever with a 1200 OPS, I think you'll survive with a few swings and misses. That's a really cool story. 28 year old late bloomer, maybe a little JD Martinez type uh career career arc. We'll see. This, this smells all right. This is over exaggeration 2.0, but this smells like a PED guy. <laughs> I was just gonna he say we haven't hold- had like a random MVP season in like ages. Like it would be awesome if he just holds on and it's like remember that one year that Brent Rooker was MVP? <laughs> That'd be sick. And I don't even I care just, if it's PD related. <laughs> dude didn't hit he didn't have more than 50 plate appearances last year <laughs> and didn't have any in 2020. Had 189. <laughs> no, no, 213 plate appearances. And only had nine homers. Bad two oh one, dude. This this smells like a PED scandal. Like no tomorrow. Three nineteen batting average. Like I'm all for the Barry Bonds argument that he was the greatest hitter of all time because he can see the baseball. But this dude is on Adderall, green over greenies, like <laughs> something. Because there's there's no way. I hope he hears this and comes on and absolutely trashes me, but. He did overlap with Fernando Tatis in uh, San, Diego. San Diego. He sure did. <laughs> he did actually got traded like right before Tatis got <laughs> suspended too. Hot. That, just let it be known on uh, May 8th, 2023, Josh knew that this dude was a part of the the PED ring. He's Robinson Cano, Tatis, all those guys. Chris the Colabello. Sh- the, sh- yeah, the shadow <laughs> users. Shout out Chris Colabello. That was, that was a Steve guy. <laughs> I hated him so Steve much. Was a college, yeah, he was a he was a scrubini. Who else can you think of that like burst out lace like that? Had like the flash in the pan, really cool season. Like uh, with Brian Dozier. I know he's like good for a while, but then he just was like forty five home runs out of nowhere, and then just <laughs> yeah, right. at, like career ended the next season. <laughs> you're right. That was crazy. Question. I kind of forgot about that. Like he was always like, wasn't he always like low twenties, like a very solid second baseman, uh, especially power wise, and then boom, like forty two homers or something like that. That was crazy. Still stretch, but I need to look before I say yeah. anything. Remember that Jason Kipnis too, of like he and Kipnis were. Kipnis, I feel like, yeah. But Kipnis is Jason Kipnis. He just like phased out. He played a little outfield, and he just like went away. Didn't Jason Kipnis like? Win a batting title or almost win a batting title? I think I don't know. I think he was close. He had to be. I don't know why that is in the back of my mind, but it is. Let's see here. Um, I mean, Ian Kinsler had a 32 bomb year somehow. Yeah, but he was good for like a large part of his career. He was always like good. True, but he's kind of a slap ball guy. Yeah, yeah, he was he like, wasn't like he was oh yeah, wasn't that when F4 he was on the Tigers? Guy. His like he went to Detroit no. and started hitting bombs. No. Oh well, he did hit twenty eight in sixteen, but he hit thirty two in twenty eleven. Damn, it's a lot, dude. And I guess well, his first year in Detroit, he had ninety two RBIs, seventeen homers. Yeah, I mean, I guess Ian Kinsler's a bad example, but. No, yeah, he was like, there's got to be somebody else like that. I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah, I just like try to think of fantasy guys that were like, no way this guy keeps being good. Oh, what about uh, last year? Wisdom, Patrick Wisdom. I mean, true. he's got like 10 homers this year already. I just no, feel like, he, like he, did he play before of, though? 
I don't know. I honestly have never looked at his reference page at all. But <laughs> You're right. I don't think came, I have either. He came out of nowhere. I didn't know who the guy was. I was a little off on Dozier in the fact he hit 42 one year, and then he hit 34 the next year, and then he fell off. Okay, but still, that is fishy. Yeah, Patrick Wisdom has been in the league for six years. That's, that's kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, that's where it's like, like, what, he started out with the Cardinals? That's crazy. No idea about that. I guess uh, I guess that's rookie time, because he got rookie of the year fourth place in 2021. <laughs> this is a 29-year-old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of Aaron Judge. Wow, Patrick Wisdom's 31, huh? Jeez. That's that, crazy. That, he is one of those guys that were like, wow, that was so short, but awesome. Like, who else could we compare that to? Who had like a really stupid short career? Like Xavier. No, Xavier Nady was around for a long time. That's a name, by the way. That's I love name. Xavier Nady. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Pirates legend. I wish he never went to the Yankees. Yeah, tainted. He was tainted. Jason Bay only played for 10 years. That is crazy. That's I, a short but Jason sweet Bay. career. Yeah, he, me too. he just he burnt out so quick, though, once he signed that contract with the Mets. Thank God the Red Sox didn't pay it. At the time, I was mad, but... I mean... He was in Boston for two years. Yeah, like a year and a half. Like a year and a half. Year and a half. Isn't and that half. crazy? Thirty-six bombs in two thousand nine. What a t- what a terrible year to hit thirty-six bombs. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jason Bay was dope. Was that? I have that jersey. I was all in. Yeah, man, that was a that was a fun era. Was. Who was your favorite like guy on a random team like that kind of that you always wanted to be a Red Sox or or even if they were for a minute like you were just like a fan of from afar before we were doing like fantasy hardcore? Um, like present or past or past, past. Like past. my the first guy that comes to mind for me, I loved Richie Sexton. I thought he was nasty. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and he broke out. He actually had a good few years, but then he he fell off pretty hard. But mine. 100% is Eric Chavez. Oh. <laughs> Eric yeah. He was cool. I, Another one that yeah. I think was with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. I was really pissed about that. But I actually mimicked his stance a lot when I was a kid playing baseball. Loved it. I'm trying but. to think of guys on like MVP 05 that I would always grab and Vernon Wells comes to mind. Or Yeah, he was also a Yankee. For a pitcher, like obviously, maybe not. It's not a niche guy, but like, I always wanted Roy Halladay. Yeah, I like that. Not very a niche, and then obviously Oliver Perez never pitching for the Red Sox is wild, and the amount of teams he's been on and his longevity, he never had a stint with the Red Sox. That hurts. (laughs) That is crazy for selfish reasons, and of course, obviously Darren Oliver. I is Darren Oliver done? Is he retired? Darren Oliver? He's got to be. How old is that guy? That guy's got to be like he's... 50. <laughs> is he really? I feel like he pitched deep and is has also been out of the league for a long time. Yeah. He... Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's 93 to 2013. All right. Like... Never mind. <laughs> if you told me he was 35, I would have believed it. <laughs> long career. That is a long career. Uh, Eddie, for a reliever, I used to always love, love uh, Eddie Gordado. Remember him? The twins? Eddie Gordado. Joe Nathan. Oh, loved him. Loved him because he was a lefty, too. Damn, this guy's That team was oh. actually really good. A guy? Twins? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Good, the outfield. Their outfield is nasty. They had Shannon Torrey and Hunter. Stewart, Jack Jones, Tory Hunter. Oh, best outfield in baseball, quietly. Morneau and Maurer. Yeah. Would. Johan Santana, how the fuck did that team not win? The twins are just cursed, man. For somehow, some way, they are. And a guy that I did want that actually ended up being on the Red Sox as a reliever. Eric Gagne? 
Billy Wagner. Close. Billy oh, Wagner. I was a big true. Billy Wagner guy. Yeah, that wasn't long either, right? Yeah, uh, he that? threw for 13 innings yes. in 2009. I'm assuming at age 37, it was shortened due to injury because it looks like I think they traded for him. He threw 15 innings that season, so total. <laughs> I've got a new question for y'all. Is it real quick? Is it weird that I remember him as a Met more than anything else? He only played there for three years. No, no that's that was Jason, like prime time. That's Jason Bay for me. I feel like Jason Bay was in Boston for like at least five years. <laughs> I know I do have his shirt, his jersey too, so that's why it's like for him being there for only a year. That's Loki kind of crazy. I must have been all about that. But I, you know what, I Billy Wagner. That's fair. Him being a Met in your eyes. I think Astro initially, but I feel like that might just because of MVP baseball though. Yeah, yeah. My first, my first one is MVP two thousand two. So that's probably the one that he would have been on the Astros. I, the hell out of. Sorry, what were you going to say, Josh? No, I was going to say I got a new question kind of stemming yeah. off of all this. Who's the guy that you thought had some time on like the Red Sox? Like who's a guy that you thought was on a team but really never was? Oh, that's tough to think. Does about. that happen? Does that happen to you guys? Because like Sometimes. Roy Oswald, I... I I could tell you he was a Red Sox for like a half a day. <laughs> but it just never happened. <laughs> I mean, like sometimes off the top of my head, I don't think I can think of one, but there are times where I've been like, I swear this guy played for this team or like he never played for them. Off the top of yeah. my head, I can't think of one, but those thoughts have definitely crossed my mind. I just well, like checked Carlos... Bobby Jenkins Hello, was one Lee. that came to mind, but he actually was on the Red he Sox. Was. He was. He was. Even really though that bad. was like really quick. And Carlos he... Lee. Yeah, I thought Carlos Lee was an angel. And he was not. White Sox and Astro and where else? He was a brewer for a minute, right? He was a brewer in 2006. And he was also on Miami split season from Houston in 2012. That's weird. What a weird career. Yeah, it is a weird he, career. He was like the original, like, Jordan almost, where it was like, he's so good, but he wasn't always available to be a DH, depending on where he's playing. So they just, like, stick him in left field. And he was kind of quicker than you'd think, but, like, he's a big dude. He was a he was a monster. 358 homers. He was pretty damn good. He was really good. Oh, yeah. That brings me to Prince Fielder. I don't know why, but maybe it's a lefty bat or something. Prince He's Fielder had 319 guy. homers. Yeah, if he didn't have that neck thing, dude. Oh, yeah, that's you so think sad. he would have? You think he would have got the 500? Yeah, easy. I think so. I think so too. What a shame! And those home run derbies. Too. Oh, between yeah, him, man, that was so Abreu, Josh Hamilton. Those home run derbies were insane. I remember the one in uh, Detroit where Brayu like hit fifty six in a round or some shit like that. Yeah, insane. Yeah, dude, Prince Fielder. He he only played until he was thirty two. That's a lot of solid years, like four or five solid years as a DH left on the table. But he's a dude that I feel like he should still be around. I bet you he, he would still be like lingering around right now, kind of. Well, I'm saying just a part of the game in general, like announcing, commentating, analyst. Like, what is this dude now? You don't hear anything about Prince Fielder anymore, and it's kind of kind of weird, man. He was such a big part of the game for a while. He was. A teammate of his, Shinsu Chu. <laughs> he played 16 seasons. He made just under $150 million. Isn't that crazy? Especially for like that era of money. He played and I shouldn't say that era. MLB like, seasons? Yeah, 16 MLB seasons. He retired after 2020. 
Isn't that I cannot crazy? believe he was in the league that long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. He was still hitting in the end of his career too, or at least like, I don't know, nothing crazy, but I remember him uh, at in Pawtucket playing for the, uh, oh, what was the Indians uh, team? He was good, man. I was, a, I was a fan of him big time. I remember yeah. him as a red. Of course, he played for the Reds one year. <laughs> but I remember him as a red. That's so weird. <laughs> the hell and Ranger. The red and Ranger, but Ranger is there for a long time. Who could forget? You 12th in MVP voting as a, as the red. Wow. Led the league in hits hit being hit by pitches. This is this is a weird one. Has Matsui? I don't understand this stat line whatsoever because I remember this dude like he was a name and played it for seven years and he only had 615 hits. <laughs> I feel like he was a guy that was like great tools like in video games. You'd want him to have him on your team, but like probably in real life was just like couldn't piece it together. Just couldn't. dude. That's crazy, though. Don't he has a five, but it doesn't make sense, dude. 615 hits. 32 homers. This is career. It's not even a year. 267 average, but has a 5.3 war. Like, was he an unbelievable fielder or something? Sounds like it. Like, I don't <laughs> Playing I'm second base for the Mets. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to look up his, like, F war. Isn't F war your fielding war? No. No, that's the uh, Fangraphs the war. Oh. Versus, like, baseball reference war. B war. That's right. Who do you think, off the top of your head, the last like random MVP was? Random? Yeah, like hot, like wow, this guy came out of nowhere and won MVP. Juan Gonzalez comes to mind, but I know that was like what ninety seven. I know it was a long time ago. But when I was saying that about Brent Rooker, that's who I think of. Of like, what the hell? Juan Gonzalez won an MVP. Um, does like um, to me. Josh Donaldson was pretty, pretty random. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Which Josh Donaldson was that? Was that the Oakland one? Or the, uh, Didn't he Toronto win that as, one? A, as Toronto? Like the first year? One of his first years in Toronto. Uh, yeah, he it was 2015. Oh, yeah, that's he was crazy. on the cover of the show 15. 16. Yeah, that was his first year in Toronto. Yeah, that's that is pretty talking. random. I feel like if we weren't Red Sox fans, we would say Justin Pedroia. I feel like other fan bases are probably yeah, like, especially because <laughs> like you look at Pedroia's stat line that year, and you're like, really, this one an MVP? But it was a different game, different game in 2008. Although, like, arguably his biggest competition that year. Or at least one of his biggest competitors was Euclid. True. I thought they were going to screw it up for each other in the voting. Euclid, I mean, Pedroia led the majors in 213 hits. I wonder when the next time we're going to see a 200-hit season. Luis Arias. He's our hope. Who? Arias. Luis Arias. Oh, yeah. True. Or like Nico Horner. (laughs) Yeah. Even Altuve's days of 200 hit seasons are gone. Yeah, it's just a different game now. Yeah. Honestly, I think Otani could do it if he was the everyday hitter. I mean, not that he's not, but I feel like Otani could get there. Yeah, he can probably do anything, so that's a good point. I mean, he's going to be a $600 million player, so. God, it's going to get paid. Well, you know what? Speaking of these random late bloomer seasons, two MVP seasons that are jumping out to me right now, looking at the list. Jose Abreu, I know it was the COVID MVP. That is kind of random that that it happened. Is. And it's, I know COVID is funky, but then Paul Goldschmidt as like a late bloomer of like, he's always been good. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but like that, he's never been that good. And in an era where we're like expecting MVPs from Harper and Soto and Acuna. It's like, really? Paul Goldschmidt just won an MVP in 2022 <laughs> at age 35? 34. Yeah, like, that is, I I agree. When you say when you say all those things together, it, you're like, wow. 
There's a year that I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, Buster Posey, correct? Yeah, Posey won an MVP, didn't he? I don't know. I I don't think he. I don't know. Not worth it to me. Joe Maurer won an MVP. Yeah, Joe Maurer matched the ball though. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Maurer's MVP year, he hit three sixty five. Oh my that is crazy. god! Crazy. Yeah, that's insane. That's understandable, but. I mean, I don't have Buster Posey's numbers. Out Buster in front Posey, of you, but... uh, I mean, this seven point six WAR led the NL. Twenty four homers, hundred RBIs, three thirty six, nine fifty seven OPS. Just ahead yeah, of Jake Ryan that's pretty Braun. Good. Oh, Ryan Braun, yeah, Ryan Braun had some good years. And Yadier Molina quietly had twenty two home runs and hit three fifteen that year. Wow. Or wow. McCutcheon, too. McCutcheon, too, was another one, right? Yep. Yeah, he was third that year. Listen to these names in fifth, sixth. Fifth place was Chase Headley. Talk about a Yankee. No. Chase Headley, Adam LaRoche, and Red Sox legend Craig Kimbrell was eighth in MVP voting that year. What That's the a hell? List. That's a list right Isn't there. Isn't that wild? Adam LaRoche on any list is absurd. <laughs> Adam LaRoche. Okay, we are back. Brief intermission. Had to restart the Zoom link. Um, Adam LaRoche won MVP votes. I think you guys know the answer to this question, but that year, the NL Cy Young was R.A. Dickey. Do you remember who was part of that trade? After you know, A couple of years after he won Cy Young, he got traded to the Blue Jays. You remember the Blue Jays traded away? Yes, Noah Syndergaard. Yes, and Travis Diarno. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, what a fleece. Yeah, bad trade. Darno is like the most Canadian name of all time, too. Travis <laughs> Darno. Um, <laughs> who's what's it called? Syndergaard never really lived up to his full potential. I think like D- for a while it was supposed to be like remember it was supposed to be. Syndergaard and Harvey were supposed to be the guys, and DeGrom was like the third guy, and then those guys kind of fell off, and here's Jacob DeGrom, like one of the best pitchers we've ever seen. Dude, that that's crazy thinking back on that. Remember that, like, I think it's a photo of, like, six Mets pitchers, like, next to each other, and every year they'd, like, X them out, be like, all right, they <laughs> lost it. But, like, that rotation was filthy. Speaking of teams that, like, should have won, that's crazy to be yeah. like, we've got Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, Jake DeGrom, um, Steven Matz, Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler, and Bartolo, like Bartolo Colon was kind of like the sixth, like kind of goofy one, but it was like, hey, he was giving them good innings. <laughs> he, he went out there every fifth day. Yeah. No, that's just like crazy to have like six deep dudes, all except for Bartolo in the prime slash like early stages of their career. And none of them end up like sticking around the Mets very long. DeGrom yeah. the longest, but even that, it's like they like they could have had him longer. And then to follow that up, every Mets fan that's also a Giants fan had to deal with uh, the wide receiver boat picture with Odell Beckham. Shortly after <laughs> all that stuff fell apart, boom, the Giants are like, hey, we might be good. Check us out. We're on a boat. And they won like five games in the next five <laughs> years or something. Obviously not that bad, but. Uh, those poor fans, man, that sucks. <laughs> that is crazy. The Mets, the Mets fumbled the bag. They, you know what, too? That's another guy that I like, really liked David Wright. He deserved better. Another like injury, like what if type of guy. He just, he was awesome, man. He was just so consistent. Yeah. Mr. Met Jose Reyes was a guy. I, oh, I thought of someone that I was like, oh, I wish this guy was a Red Sox at one point. Mm-hmm. I had a weird infatuation with uh, Aaron Hill and Lyle Overbay. Overbay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Aaron Hill. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking why. about there. <laughs> don't, I, I don't know. Like, I went to a Blue Jays game once in Toronto as a kid on a family trip, and I like I wanted an Aaron Hill jersey, but they didn't have any, so I didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's I, yeah. I remember that because uh Aaron Hill got MVP votes as a diamondback. What year is that? Believe it or not. This That's was crazy. this is all in the same t- he got uh he got six vote points in uh <laughs> 2012 as a diamondback. Good for him. Yeah. 
so did uh Angel Pagan and Miguel Montero. <laughs> like uh that's funny stuff. I miss Giancarlo as a Marlin man. Yeah, he needs to be on another team pronto. He just needs to not be in New York. Dude, Aaron Hill hit 36 bombs in 2009. <laughs> what? That is that's a, a steroid that, situation. <laughs> that, that stands out. He only hit over 22 other times in his 2005 to 2012 year career. He hit 36 in 2009. <laughs> that That's is wild. crazy. Oh, he was traded. What was the Aaron Hill trade? I love this shit. <laughs> traded by the Toronto Blue Jays for Kelly Johnson. Oh, that's not, that's not fun. Oh, he was on the Red Sox. I forgot about that. Kelly Johnson. Yeah, he's on every AL East team. No, I mean uh, Aaron Hill. Wait, what? Wait. Right under your what? nose. You missed it, Oliver. 2016. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you had 47 oh, no. games with your hero on the Red Sox and you missed it. I missed it. And what year? 2016. That was like a good season. That was a good year. Didn't they make the playoffs 2016? That was Poppy's last season, right? Yeah, that's when they lost to the uh the Indians in the first round. Yes. Yeah, yeah they Remember? got dominated Actually, by like wait, do I don't we Malted Barley that year? Yeah. I think we watched that <laughs> yeah, multiple Barley. Did. Watch Ortiz's last game at the Barley. Also, rest in peace to the Barley. True. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm coming up this weekend. Are you actually? Yeah, but it's like for half a day. Sounds like a lit trip. Yeah, we're going to a wedding. Oh, hell yeah. Are you going to a wedding next month? No. That's a shame. I wish I could say I was. It just doesn't work out. Unfortunate. I really want to go to Willie's wedding. Like, bad. Yeah, it would be a good time. Well, Ugh. it will be a good time. It would be... If I hear I... something different on ne- next Monday, if I hear something different from my new employer that I can take that day, then I might be making an emergency call back to Willie. Yeah, but I'm he, sure, yeah, I'm sure I said no last out. night. I'm sure, they can squeeze out one emergency spot because last time I talked to him, anyways, I don't. Who, who fuck cares? Yeah, he's. I he was he was asking. He's like, "Do you think Josh like is gonna is gonna end up coming?" I was like, "I don't fuck. How the fuck am I supposed to know?" Dude, I want to go badly, but I know it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> Speaking of a good time, uh, last week on this show, I guaranteed, I gave the Ollie guarantee that Cam Young or Rory and Rory McIlroy would not win the golf tournament, Mm -hmm. and neither even came close. Now, you're going to say, hey, oh, did you have Xander Shoffley and Wyndham Clark, like guys competing on Sunday? No, but that's all right. Can't, Can't win them all. I've missed the last two tournaments, so I can't comment. You know, I I had fan favorite. People are saying Oliver's due. Yeah, (laughs) way overdue. I was I had fan favorite Jordan Spieth last week. Felt great about it. Missed the cut by seventy five (laughs) shots. Pathetic. I I was ready to go back to him this week. Plus nine hundred odds, courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings. Withdraws today. What the hell am I supposed to do now? I'll tell you what I'm supposed to do. It's Tom Kim time. Ooh. All Go aboard, back to the well. All aboard Tom the t- Thomas the Tank Engine train. <laughs> that meme is so mm-hmm. funny. Oh, I love it. it. <laughs> so stupid and simple, but it's very funny. It is. I agree. <laughs> yeah. What, what are the odds? Uh, I'm checking the DraftKings app right now. Uh, last time I checked, our friends over, over there had them. <clears throat> 20 to 1. I don't know if anything shifted since the Ooh. Jordan Spieth news. Probably bumped down a little bit. Yeah, 16 to 1 now. Yeah, so Jordan Spieth bows out and everybody else will slide up a little bit. Okay, okay. That's AT&T Byron Nelson. And speaking of of our, our friends at DraftKings, quick little, uh, little read for you here. 
Um, in terms of other things to bet on, the chase for the NBA title is in full swing now. Get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code SSBT. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Code SSBT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hope is here. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. Visit GameSenseMA.com. 21 plus, physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in is required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet eligibility, wagering, and deposits restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Um, Speaking of DraftKings, I one promo that they've had, and I love it, but I cannot hit on it, is they give you a head-to-head player points prop, and it's like you get a 33% boost. on Like last night was Durant versus Jokic. Who do you want? Like head-to-head, who's going to score more? You get to boost either side of it. I've done three of them this playoffs. I get it wrong every time. And it's like, (laughs) it's not even like it's like, oh, they forced you to choose one. It's just on me. So I'm due. I'm due for one of those. But um, but now shout out to our our friends at DraftKings. Um, speaking of actually real quick, um, the Nuggets and NBA playoffs and whatnot. Did you guys see the situation last night with um the with Jokic in the crowd? Um, where he pushed the uh a guy in the crowd that had the basketball that turned out to be the owner of the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and he flopped. He's like, oh my god, you guys gotta see the clip. If you haven't, you gotta you gotta look. I at saw it, the it's... clip, but I didn't know that. It, and then it, like that was the back the the full backstory. Yup, yeah. The owner has the ball, and Jokic like goes to take it from him, and then he kind of like rips it loose, and then the guy kind of like steps up to him a little bit, and then Jokic kind of gives him a little bit of like a a shoulder. It wasn't that bad, but the dude flops like hell, just throws his arms up and falls backwards. It was crazy. He got a technical for that too. So, team owner. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't more, honestly. Yeah, well, actually, they were good. I think there was uh, rumors that he might get suspended, but today it was announced that he's not getting suspended. So that would have been so lame if Jokic missed a game for some bullshit like that. You, uh, How are you feeling about where the Celtics are right now? Uh, Fun fact, I watched uh, the last minute and a half of overtime of game four. How about that? Oh, yeah. No, I'm... You might have been the difference then. They were rolling until you started watching, it sounds like. <laughs> no, no that might have been true if I started watching with three minutes to go in the fourth. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, they, dude, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm very stressed about it. I feel like it kind of like ruined my day yesterday. Um, But they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They, they were down like the entire game. It just sucks that it took them so long to wake up. But. I don't know. Tatum did nothing in the first half, and then he was like, he he did play awesome overall, just because he was, I don't know, he was. Uh, did he have a triple double? He was probably almost. Close if he I think he was like a sister two away. Yeah, well, like but, he almost had a twenty twenty. And especially for Tatum, like that's impressive. Whenever he yeah, gets near crazy. ten assists, because I just don't think I don't know. He he doesn't do that very often. Um, so hopefully he's got that locked in. Jalen Brown looked awesome, and then they like kind of stopped going to him late. Marcus Smart took some open shots. I don't, I can't knock him. I feel like that was the biggest thing I've heard today about like from Celtics fans, like Marcus Smart shooting too much. It's like at the end of those games, like he's open. You got to hit him for that. So I don't know. I, I feel okay though. Ah, that's my, okay. my little Celtics rant for you. Well, you could be feeling worse, I guess. Um, that's true. That's true. I'm opening up to basketball again. Yeah. I find myself watching more and more games. It's just, it's been so long with so little defense that I can't stand it. But these these games have been pretty good. Yeah. At least the Celtics series. A lot of yeah. blowouts still in the playoffs. Yeah. I can't stand watching the Golden State Warriors anymore. It's Dude, insane. how about that? How about LeBron? Like, I... Yeah. It it's just crazy. crazy. How old he is in terms of, like, just how good he looks and he can just turn it on. I mm-hmm. I can't believe it. It's at will. It really is. 
And it's like you, you go, he goes through spans all season long. You hear it, and it's like a storyline. Oh, is LeBron done? Oh, and they're talking about his kid, and now it's time to, you know, turn turn the table and all this stuff. Well, Dude, speaking of his kid, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like LeBron is gonna be LeBron when he wants to be LeBron, and he can take fifteen fucking games off and then come back and drop a forty burger like nothing. So it's like it's more calculated, I feel like, in the ebb and flow of how the season is going. Like he'll be on the bench just having a day off, you know, it's like because he can. He's LeBron James. Right. And I know it's not like a standard that the NBA should have. Right. Of guys just being like, yeah, I just want to take a day off or on my night off. I'm going to come up dressed up, uh, sit on sit on court side and, you know, just be me. But, you know. It's like he can, dude. He's LeBron James, and he can do whatever the hell he wants, especially with the way he plays basketball, too. So if he wants 15 assists one night, he can give you 15 assists. If he if he wants 15 rebounds, he'll give you 15 rebounds. If he wants 40 points, he's going to give you 40 points, and that's just how it goes. So I don't know. Um, yeah, he's he's just a, a freak specimen, I think. Not really a big take but uh yes yeah, his, his kid i i really thought that he would stay home and go to ohio state but he's he's going he's going out to cali he would be a usc yeah. trojan and even without him usc looked like they were going to be a pretty solid team again this year but uh adding uh adding a james into your potential starting rotation i don't know if he's going to be a starter right away but man oh man i also kind of feel bad for uh for Bronny cuz I mean, the amount of pressure that kid's going to have him on, on him throughout, really, no matter what he ends up doing, is going to be just insane, especially because his dad, like we were just talking about, is still fucking playing at a crazy level at age 38. Like, they're going to yeah. be playing together in the NBA in two years. Think about that. That is insane. I mean, and if he does excel this year, he might just go into the draft. You never know. I think he put himself in a I different he, situation. I think he's for sure going right into the draft. Yeah, I think he put himself in a pretty good situation going to USC, right? I think USC is the perfect school to be like, yeah, I can just go play there one year. I can just go do that. Where, you know, if he's at even like a, a little bit higher caliber of school, like a I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I love Baylor basketball. I, I just do. Yeah. I like Baylor. Ba- Baylor, Duke. Uh, you know, even places like Florida, if he chose to go places like that, they expect you to stay and compete, right? So, I mean, Duke is used to in and out too, I guess, but you know, USC is that perfect school to just be like, yeah, deuces, see ya, like, whatever, uh, I'm good. So, I think it's a good some, choice. I've got some breaking news Mitch Keller just threw a complete game shutout. <laughs> I did see I saw a tweet because I follow some pirates people and it was like they're not warming anyone up. This is Keller's game to finish in the ninth. <laughs> I was, I Mitch Keller, he did it. Complete game shutout. No. Masterclass. Absolute <laughs> domination of a bad uh, Rockies team. Okay. He still? faced he faced 30 batters tonight. Absolute masterclass for my goat. Mitch Keller, number one Mitch Keller fan. You're looking at him, president of the Mitch Keller fan club. Uh, I'm I'm very happy today. Yeah. Is that so? I just I, so it was against the Rockies. Yeah. So the fact that I tweeted out that picture of Chris Bryan is just like epic right now. Oh, it's hilarious! I I I chuckled when I saw it. Awesome. That was totally it. Didn't know what was going on. I just saw Chris Bryant's picture. I thought he looked high as fuck. And he <laughs> plays in Colorado. And uh, yeah, I just was like, yeah. It's a great picture. I, I still think Chris that Bryant. is one of the more bizarre uh, transactions of, oh, yeah. of like the past hap- 10 to 15 years. The fact Chris Bryant, and I know we talk about this a lot, like kind of sound like a broken record but like Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo it's just still so weird to me not seeing them in Chicago and then on top of that the Rockies trade Nolan Arenado and two years later whatever go around and sign Chris Bryant it's so weird they they literally took the direction of okay we're cleaning house 
They got rid of Trevor Story, Arenado, uh, you know, a couple of their pitching prospects, and all of a sudden they just signed Chris Bryant. Like, what? With no help. Zero help. It made zero sense. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Rockies are just confusing. Because they were such a good team for a while. You know what I mean? They were actually in the thick of it when we were growing up. They had good teams. Todd Helton, Hall of Famer. You know, Matt Holliday, Larry Walker. Matt Holliday was a Rocky. Of course, I can't, like, I I still see him as a Cardinal, which is weird, but arguably his better years were in Colorado. Yep. I mean, it was a good team. It's a really good team. Too low. Too low, bro. Too low. Cargo. Cargo had a a swing built for Coors Field. Did he ever? (laughs) I couldn't even tell you who he played for after that. Cargo? Ooh. I want to say Cleveland, but I might be I, think, I, I feel like he was a Yankee no. for a second, to too. Carlos, he only played 11 years. That's, that's uh, He's Dude. only 37. Another member of that 2007 Cleveland. Rockies team. Cle- was Cleveland? Yes, he hit 210 in 30 games. 2007 Rockies second baseman? Who was it? 2007? In the World, World Series. Series? The Red Sox. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. His name came up earlier. We talked about him. Josh talked about him. Kinsler? Extensively. Nope. Nope. Only played seven years in the bigs. Didn't have not a 5.3 uh, war, I believe. Was Kaz, Kazo game. Matsui. <laughs> Kaz, yeah. oh. Full circle. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> That's 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 yeah. That's a shame about the Rockies. It like just turned into like it was like oh they just can't get pitchers to like be good there to being like well we we don't know what we're doing we're not even going to try to like have a consistently good lineup instead they just keep fucking adding random ass dudes. The last I don't. I, don't... I was going to say I don't want to keep hopping around, but did you see uh, uh, game day MLB's post about the uh, best uh, MLB player since two thousand? I did not. No. I would I would love to break that down after you say what you have to say. Uh I was just I saw a graphic that said the last complete game shout out by Pirates pitcher was in 2018. Any guesses? Derek Cole. Joe Musgrove. No, no. Um by the way, what a pitching staff when you JT look back Brubaker. at it now. Not Brubaker. Yeah, I know the Pirates uh Low-key breed good pitchers. They just don't pitch keep well them. when they're in Pittsburgh. Or keep them, yeah. Give us one more hint. One more hint. Um, He is an active pitcher in the National League. Ooh. Damn. Um, that's, that's wide open. Yeah. Is he good? Eh. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. That's off the I brain. Don't know. Yeah, you're stumping me. Jameson Tyone. Oh, oh God, I hate that guy. That. Yeah. yeah, he's a cub now, right? He is. Yeah, he sucks. He's, he's <laughs> hot garbage. That's why I said, eh, because like, there was a lot of yeah. promise at first, and then uh, you know, he had health issues and came back and just was bad. Really wasn't that good on the Yankees. He was all right last year, but I heard he's a great guy, but he talks a lot of shit in New York, and that's what you don't like to see as a Boston fan. Yeah. It is what it is. He can't help he was traded there, I guess. And I'm teed off about something. I, I know I, I, I said I wanted to talk about this list. Seeing Randy Johnson's name next to the new Diamondbacks logo pisses me off. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm staring at it, and it is not good. That's interesting. That's funny. Yeah, when I think Randy Johnson, I think purple Diamondbacks. Yeah, so like, if you go, I don't know if you guys follow uh, the game day MLB, but it's all, all one thing. Go look at it. It's the game day MLB. And uh, oh, according to Chat GPT is what they 
what this is. So according to ChatGPT, the best MLB players since 2000 are Mike Trout at one. This is going one to ten. When was this? Uh... May 7th. Um, so one to ten, according to Chat GPT, Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Derek Jeter, Barry Bonds, Miguel Cabrera, Clayton Kershaw, Ichiro Suzuki, Randy Johnson, Alex Rodriguez, and Mariano Rivera. Oh, I see you mean about the Randy Johnson thing now. Yeah, that's kind of cringy. Doesn't it look cringy, dude? That just teased me right I off. I mean, like, did Shohei Otani just not play at all? Right. That's my first question. My second is like, does defense matter? Apparently not. Because it doesn't seem that way, which is fine. Like best hitters, I guess. But it's not even, I don't know. But even Jeter at three? Yeah, I know. Jeter's best years were probably in the 90s too. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe Jeter's even, like I could see him at 10 just because of like baseball lore, right? But Derek Jeter is not the third best player of all time. He might be the third, like, most respected player of all time. Uh, Pujols should be on that list. I don't know if he should be two. I don't know if he should be number two. Miggy should definitely be on there. Kershaw should definitely be on there. Ichiro, Randy. Barry. Fine. Bonds, yeah. But even Bonds, some of those years were, were pretty... I mean, not the big ones, but yeah, yeah, but like Pedro, Pedro, yeah, and I yeah. know Pedro's probably best years were the late Ortiz. 90s, but... I'm sorry, like clutch, the most he's mu- basically the most clutch hitter of all time. Yeah, that's definitely first ballot Hall of Famer, end, but I do agree. I would put less. What was, I saw another one. The best pitchers since two thousand. Kershaw, yeah, there's a couple. Randy, there's a couple Mariano, Pedro, Verlander, Scherzer, Halliday, Sabathia, Sale, and Greinke. Hmm. I do kind of agree that Kershaw belongs up there, probably at one. Because I like he's still so good, yeah. and it's kind of slept on. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I think it's just expected. I think that's where Kershaw's career is at. Right? I think it's kind of like I equate, and I know they're both in LA, but I equate, and we just talked about him is LeBron. Like it's just expected. Right. LeBron is LeBron. Clayton Kershaw is Clayton Kershaw. It doesn't matter whether he's having a down year or not, or if he's hurt, he's still Clayton Kershaw. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like that's how. Like, oh, Clayton Kershaw had a 3.2 this year. Oh, sorry. It wasn't a okay. 3.8 with 300 Ks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 3.2 is actually pretty good and average yeah. in the MLB, you know, like, so. I mean, putting uh, this is according to Chad GPT too, but I wouldn't put Pedro in front of Kershaw, and that's a, a lot of bias. But even Randy Johnson, I, I personally think Randy Johnson is the best pitcher of all time. I really do, and that's I just loved him. I loved him watching him growing up, watching him winning all that shit. Even with the Yankees towards the end of his years, it's like he was still as good as he could be at the age he was. Yeah. It's crazy how old he was when he was still dominant. Like when we were like, he, he was so good even before we were really knew what we were doing, watching and paying attention to baseball. And yep. like, we like, I feel like when we became of age of like really knowing like the league, he was like, what in his like mid thirties and he was dealing still. Yeah. Which I think, I don't know, at least that screwed me up. Like, is this just normal? Are people like this? It's like, no, it's not. No, it's this guy lanky, left-handed man. <laughs> I mean, there's so many conversations that come out of this because it also brings me to, like, that Yankees rotation was probably one of the best rotations of all time. Like, I know the Detroit rotation, uh, what was that, uh, 13? Yeah. yeah, 13 was outstanding verlander scherzer braves sanchez yeah it yep the tom glavin john smoltz and um maddox yeah um 
But that Yankees rotation was good too. Johnson, uh, Roger Cena. Clemens, Mucina. Um, yeah, all guys Pettit, shouldn't have been you know. good into their early 40s, but we're still nasty for some reason. They're just like, let's try to roll this out. Like they brought really in good. sub, they brought in Sabathia as their five, and he really wasn't a five. Like those older guys were like the three, four, five. Sabathia was an ace at that point. Yeah, so CC on the Brewers, man, what a time, dude! He almost won MVP. What a time! Maybe not almost, but I just remember that being a conversation when he was in the NL for literally half a season, not even, and they were like, "This guy might be the MVP." Um. Before we wrap up, uh, another pop quiz that I saw this earlier today. Uh, Yoshida, we haven't talked about him at all, but he's been fucking awesome. He hasn't struck out now in 29, I think, at bats. Do you know who has the second entering tonight? Who has the second longest at bat streak without a strikeout? This is somebody like notable. It's an absolutely wild answer. Really? Yeah. I want to say it's somebody like, like, uh, is he younger? Give me that much. Uh, I think he's like 30, 31. A big contract guy. Xander Bogart. Anthony Rendon. No, no. (laughs) Damn. Uh, A big contract guy. Yeah. Not this past season, but, uh, somewhat recently. Big contract guy. Strikes out a lot. And hasn't? And has not in 22 straight plate appearances. He's on a really bad team. And he's a big contract guy? Yep, and he got benched earlier this season. Elvis Andrews? Nope, he got benched in the (laughs) middle of a game this season. For not running. Oh, In Toronto, American League. Who was that? American League Central. No, I know it was it Eloy or Josh Bell team. Wait, what? Javi Baez. Oh, I forgot that he got benched for that. Yeah, dude, that is crazy. Oh, he breaks out all the fucking time. All the fucking time, and he's gone entering tonight. He's the second. He has the second longest plate appearance streak without a strikeout. I can't tell you how many memes I've seen of that guy and all the worst swings he's ever put out there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why it's a hilarious answer because you. Yeah, it's insane. You didn't even you didn't even think to cross your guys' mind. No. Even though I narrowed it down, I know that's true. Uh, Detroit. Tiger I know that was very obvious. Plus, <laughs> plus, you said yeah, big contract. Damn, yeah, that's crazy, dude. You know what? Real quick on the Javi Baez note. Um, as you guys know, earlier this year, I had a, a friendly wager or bet to be made with Connor, our friend, about who's going to be better this year, Xander or Javi Baez. And I thought Xander by a million, whatever unit of measurement you want to say, we were dealing, hashing out the details of what the bet would be. He never answered me on that. And so he is a coward and he never took up that bet that he was... <laughs> All about from a fantasy baseball perspective. So, Connor, if you're listening to this, you are a coward and you know it. <laughs> and Javi Baez is actually like heating up and he doesn't even own him. Yeah, he dropped him. It's over. That right there should tell you who who won the bet. It's true. That is true. Shout out to Xander. Although, a limited shout out to Xander. I'm still concerned. I'm concerned that Xander might have been an issue in the locker room. I feel like more and more things yeah, are coming out. It kind of seems like it was like him and Avaldi too. That they were pissed they didn't go out and get like big bats and or anything crazy. Just like kind of closed off. But, you know, that's a topic for another time. We need Steve Spears to use so. for that one, I think. Yeah. I want to dive into Red Sox clubhouse behind closed doors theories. Um, Steve's mind would run rampant with that. All like that it. being said, do you guys have any closing takes here for uh, for this week? Yeah, Masataka Yoshida is younger than me, and it pisses me off. <laughs> the uh, the Bryce Harper thing was so cool. 
Yeah, he named his dog Harper. It's a little excessive. I'm I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, a little fanboy esque. But he loves baseball. I you know I think about this a lot. Like we're not we're not the capable body to like go play in the MLB. But I feel like if I ever got a shot, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know what I'd do. Like you just break your fandom. Like that's it. Yeah, think that about that for a minute. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like Yoshida's, I would guess. I mean, even if he's just a Bryce Harper fan, he, he was wearing the Phillies jersey and everything else. You know, yeah. like I, I, that must be hard to a point. It's like you you go your whole life, you know, and yeah, like it's a business, but man, it must be kind of crazy. Yeah, you got to put that stuff aside when you're out there competing. I guess right. Well, it's crazy too when they're like Yankees and Red Sox fans too. Actually, I saw that like the Matt Yankees Barnes. didn't Matt Barnes grow up a Yankees fan? I think so because he's from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that makes sense. And the, but Ian Hamilton, the the Yankees reliever, that might be something this year. Who kind of is busting out? Apparently, he's a Red Sox fan. I just saw on Twitter today. <laughs> Aaron Judge people, wore a Red Sox shirt. People one exposing time. him. He sure did. True. <laughs> True. Josh Allen, known Patriots fan, for the time he went to go see Tom Brady live. That's right. <laughs> that stuff's so funny. Or especially like old tweets about uh, at this because at this point, uh, a lot of these guys that are superstars now in their mid twenties uh, were like us. They were in high school, in college, in middle school when Twitter like was blowing up originally and became what it was. So there's sometimes there's old tweets about them talking shit about other teams and players and stuff. It's hilarious. It is. It is. I, I, you're right, and it's only going to get. Better or worse, however you consider it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, all right. I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Good episode by the boys. Uh we'll be back next week per per usual. We we've got a golf major next week, PGA championship in New York. Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it'll probably just be like Rom or Scotty that wins, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna go attack it. Like it's that's not possible. Have a have a good one, and um, talk to you later. Go socks. Go socks. It's Celtics. Sure. <laughs> not Bruins though. Not Bruins. R.I.P. Oh. What a meltdown. Yeah, it sucks. All right. See ya. <laughs>